Pulp MX Network production. Thanks for all the support, Pulp MX fans. The Pulp MX app is now available for both iPhone and Android-based phones. For all your moto needs, shop at btosports.com and use the current discount code PULPMX. And don't forget to click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com when purchasing anything from Amazon. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOSports.com and ThorMX. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX Podcast San Diego Wrap-Up, presented by Thor MX. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is the uh, San Diego Wrap-Up. San Diego Supercross just happened, and uh, I've got a, two of the foremost experts on all things. Um, Jason Wygant? Yeah. Fresh off DMXS appearance, by the way. Yeah, literally back-to-back. I texted you as I was hanging up with him. I'm good. Yeah, that's multitasking. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Jason Thomas, who's in uh, Indianapolis for the uh, dealer show for uh, Western Power Sports. JT, what's up? Oh, not too much. Just defending the Indianapolis dealer show. Yes, yes, exactly. And uh, what's colder, Boise or Indy? Uh, they're pretty close. I would say Boise right now. Right. <clears throat> Damn. Um, so you're there all week. I can't believe how early they got you in. Yeah, well, I don't know if you've ever seen how WPS's display is there, but it's like we have offices and everything, so we have to build them all and it's pretty pretty extensive setup. Yeah. All right. Well, San Diego has come and gone. Why can't um Davy Millsaps still think he's got no shot at this thing? Um, for the record, last week I somehow saved myself. I did not say zero percent chance. I thought I totally remember thinking and saying zero percent chance. But apparently the record shows that I said 20%. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. 25. 25, yeah. So I'm good. Solid. Yeah. You put 20 25% odds on anyone six races into the year, that's probably about all you can do, right? Yeah, yeah. 19-point lead. Solid. Yeah, I, it's a huge turn just in one weekend alone. I really thought pretty much no chance he wins his title going into San Diego. But after this, it's not the point. It's not the point. Like, 19 points can come and go quickly. I mean, Filippota didn't make a main event when he won the title two years ago. Mm-hmm. You were crashed out around one, two years before that. No problem. You can gain and lose those points in a hurry. But the riding, I mean, there have been zero chinks in the armor. There's, there's nothing to show you that these other six or seven guys are just going to be head and shoulders better than him any day now. That's, that's what's solid to me, more than the points. You're lucky we're not talking about J- Jeremy Lin right now. Oh, man, those were the days. <laughs> um, well, I actually remember at San Diego last year paying more attention to um, the live feed for the next game than well, the Supercross. Sorry. I just meant that you're, you know, no chinks in the armor. You said that. Yeah, I can say that because Millsaps is not, I believe, of Asian descent. Right, yeah, I don't think he is. Uh, but that guy got fired. Um, yeah, that guy got fired. You um, can hear me saying about any of Jim Holly's guys. <laughs> uh He's he. I mean, the this weekend was was a statement. Um, his starts have been so good, huh, JT? I mean, that has been just the thing that he's just living on. Yeah, I think uh, 
I think the key for Davy Millsaps to win this championship will be whether or not his starts continue to be this good. If he good, if he falls into a situation where he starting starts, you know, messing up the start in his tenth on the first lap, I don't think he will win the championship. But if he keeps this up, then all he's got to do is just stay near the front, and he's shown that he's capable of that. He's yeah, almost the best rider, you know. Period. You know, it would be hard if if someone walked into this sport and didn't know any history or background on anyone watching the races. You would be like, oh wow, how many championships does Millsaps have? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I think that's that's the key right now. I, I totally agree with you. If, if his starts stay this consistent, he's going to win this thing. Is there? Never mind Supercross. Never mind Motocross. Is there anything like this? What's Davey, seven-year pro? Six-year pro? Yeah, he started in 07, so okay. I counted it on my fingers to make sure I was right. That's seven. Okay, is there any sport year. where we've seen this? You know what I mean? Like uh, Sammy Sosa, maybe? Um, of course, we know what happened Eli with Manning. that. Um, what's that? Eli Manning, maybe? Oh, that was great. I feel like he was pretty good. No, there was literally the se- the same season they won that, but that's that's a team sport, so it's kind of kind of hard to compare. But literally halfway through the, the year, they won the Super Bowl for the first time. There was I remember the big headline in the paper was Eli's okay, and that's the problem. Like he's merely average, and that's all he's ever going to be. Because it was like, yeah, same thing. Seventh year, you know what you're going to get. You don't accelerate at that point in your career. Um, that's what makes it so bizarre. Mm-hmm. You can't compare a team sport, but in this sport, more than it, like other sports, the guys do get better. Sometimes in their 30s, they're in their prime, but here, you pretty much know what you got, right? You don't see guys. We didn't see it happen from Martin Davalos. <laughs> no, we did it's, not. The, the crazy thing is it's every facet. It starts, it's speed in practice, it's speed in the races, it's consistency, it's mental strength, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, did you, you see know what I mean? I mean Barsha put so much pressure on him, and one mistake, and, and Barsha would have won. And the guy just, I mean, he just held it, just just didn't break on a, on a track that, JT, you can you can uh, testify to that. The track, slippery, crappy, uh, lots of mistakes. You know, you had to be perfect, otherwise uh, you'd slide out. Like, it's a tough track to ride. I think it hurt the racing, you know? Yeah, and that's, that's the scary thing for the rest of the competition is <clears throat> Davey is starting to believe now. And uh, I don't, I don't know that he necessarily did. You know, after the first few weeks, I think he was not surprised, but I think he was like, "Man, you know, this is going really well." Mm-hmm. And now it's just he—he's almost starting to believe that I, I'm just better than these guys right now. You know, and that's not something that <laughs> those guys wanted to happen. I can assure you. Oh, to think back to the contract negotiations of last year when the JGR guys just wouldn't put another year on the deal. Just wouldn't do it, you know. Maybe <laughs> who's to say he would be doing this good? I mean, I yeah, no, you can't say that. But they're just like he's he's gonna be complacent. He's not gonna work as hard. He needs a year to year deal. Uh, and not only did they did Rockstar Suzuki Rockstar Racing add the other year, I believe they beat the salary also. And they were just, and the JGR guys just like, oh man, hey Wygant, uh, that was it. I mean, like yeah, I mean, I I think they pretty much felt like okay, we want to have. The Stewart thing didn't work, but we want to try with another, you know, guy at that level. And if we blow all our money for the next couple of years on Millsaps, we know what we're going to get. And at that point, I don't think anyone thought when you get Millsaps, you get 
championship contender because he had never done. He's won races. I mean, he was second last year, but you know. Yeah, Millsaps himself was even saying, "I know that's without all the guys there." I mean, he's a totally different guy. The, the Millsaps got second in the series last year, and the Millsaps this year are two totally different people. Yeah. So yeah. they didn't think they were going to be signing this guy. Um. Yeah, and, and I bring up the Sammy Sosa thing. Um. And of course, we all know that was a performance-enhancing drug thing, and you know, baseball struggled with guys all of a sudden hitting 50 homers that had never done it before. And I've already heard whispers in the pits that Millsaps is on drugs, and it's unfortunate. But without sort of a testing program, this is what you're going to get. Um, we have a testing program, but I don't think Davey's in it. So unfortunate for Davey, there is that out there. But I, I'm not buying it. You can't say that. You don't have a shred of evidence one way or another. And I feel like it's unfair to him, and we just got to tip our hat to him. But I'm sure you two guys have heard the same thing in the pits, uh, riders, entourages, that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I have. And there's no more proof than just the results on Saturday night. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you may as well just say anything, you know, about anybody. It's the old uh, the old adage. Um, and, it, and it's too bad for, for, for Davey. You know what? Somebody I, I thought about last night, well, again, and this isn't maybe the same thing, you know, David Bailey didn't do much the first two, three years of his career, his pro career, till he got on a Honda. I know, but the one thing about Millsaps is that he was also on Honda. <laughs> I know, I know. And David and and Bailey's bike was pretty, but pretty good for the time. You know, um, where I feel like uh, there's, no, there's D- Davey hasn't had as much of a jump uh, for equipment. You know, there's no doubt that this is just putting more nails in the Yamaha coffin. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. JT right there, rubbing his hands in glee. <laughs> but <laughs> but while everyone's saying, oh, the poor JGR guys, the poor, this has just got to make them bash their head up, heads up against the wall harder. But no one has to be more bummed than the guys. Honda, how much money and effort did they pour into this guy for years, thinking that this was possible and they didn't get They have to be the ones that really feel bad, right? Uh-huh. No, I, there's, I don't know. Suzuki, Suzuki probably put more money into him than Honda did. If you they total didn't up, have him even in the 450 total, class, though. I mean, they didn't even have him at this level. No, but total dollars spent over the years, I would bet it's pretty dang close. He was a, he was a Suzuki guy him for ice contracts. I mean, I gotta imagine those factory Honda. Oh, I'm talking amateur. He was an amateur guy getting paid for years. Yeah, but wasn't Honda literally paying him millions of dollars a year? Uh, I don't think it was millions. I think it was around seven or eight hundred. Oh, really? I, I still feel if your factory Honda rolling out everything, saying, you're a guy, uh, we don't have Carmichael anymore, you're a guy, they've just got to be like, oh, we knew he could do this. Why couldn't <laughs> Why couldn't he do this for us? But was he really their, just their guy? Because they had short, they had all these other guys. I don't, they had Wyndham. Tedesco, they had a lot of guys. Tedesco. Um, I don't know. This is This is phenomenal. This is quite a story. I mean, yeah, yeah it, it's it's pretty normal. And and also, too, let's not forget, uh, very little Suzuki help, if if any at all. Why can't you say that there may be some stuff floating their way, but um, he's not officially, you know, backed by an OEM. No, not even close. I actually had a long conversation with Bobby Hewitt just tonight uh, about a variety of things, but, but that's one of them. And I talked to Dave Gallon. They actually feel that this is the strange thing. They didn't have Suzuki support last year. But what they decided to do was they figured if we're cool with Suzuki during a tough season, they'll come back to us. So last year they pretty much lied to everyone and said, no, 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 we're totally factory Suzuki, 100%. Mm-hmm. But they, when they weren't, 
Meanwhile, they pretty much figured out how to do it on their own. So they don't feel performance-wise they're at a disadvantage. Gallen told me he thinks the only stuff they could use are like, they'd like to have a couple of different flywheels on hand, like tiny stuff like that. Yeah. What they really want the help is money. That's where they pay some bonuses, give us right. a bike. Right. Uh, performance-wise, they think they're good. Yeah, like I wonder if they, um, I wonder if they has got a tranny in there. I mean, trannies aren't something that you can get um, without OEM help. What do you think, JT? If we went to New Orleans, he'd have one. <laughs> what do you think, JT? You think he's got one? He's got to have a stronger fourth, right? Like, I mean, but who makes him? No aftermarket companies make it. Uh, I doubt he does. I doubt he does. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. I don't, I don't really know that it's necessary, to be honest with you. Like, right. as far as as far as uh, reliability wise, as long as they're doing their due diligence on you know, maintenance, yeah. I, I don't think it's a problem. You know, the stronger transmissions, you don't really see them break too often nowadays. It's more, as long, you know, if they're timed out, then yes, but where the transmissions really come into play is if you have access to transmissions with longer first gears and stuff like that. That's well, the big advantage. Yeah, well, I mean, that too. I mean, I well, I'll, I'll give you, I mean, we couldn't, we could not run stock Yamaha fourth gears in supercars. Could not run them. Right, but but I think there was a there was a definite problem with the Yamaha Zen. Well, maybe so, yeah. but Suzuki's not exactly king of reliability. Well, I, I've not that I go as fast as David Millsaps, but I, I haven't really seen uh, many problems on relatively new transmissions. Right. What about hubs? Does he have hubs? Is he run stock hubs or like obviously not probably maybe that, W. That's something you can you can buy. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. He, there's a lot of companies that'll make lighter hubs. Yeah, probably W wheels, maybe aluminum. Um. All right. Um. JT, did you think the magic was back with the twenty-two? Uh, I was really surprised at how good he was riding in the in the main event. Um, kind of watched him all day and talked to him after practice. Kind of went over some stuff that I saw he was doing little stuff um, versus everybody else, and he wasn't terrible in practice. He was. It was just a couple spots here and there that were that cost him, you know, half a second to. You know, almost a second. Um, and then in the heat race, he was okay. Um, nothing spectacular. And then the main event, he just, you know, the, I think the start, once he got the start and he saw um, that he had, you know, it was his opportunity, it kind of energized him. And, uh, you know, with these guys, it's so mental as far as a good start or bad start as far as how they're going to ride. And, uh, yeah, he got up front and, you know, I think he knew that was his chance to win, and he, he kind of uh, always feels like San Diego is his, you know, that's yeah. his place to win. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I don't think he had any doubt at the, the lap before he crashed that he was going to win that race. If he uh, doesn't you know, fall, does he win? I believe he would have, yes. Yes. I believe he would have. Uh, before, we, before, we, before I ask you about Chad, uh, have you increased your percentages for Davey Millsaps? 20? Oh, quite a bit. Bye. Quite a bit. Yeah. You were at twenty-five. Yeah, I'll go up to uh, I'll go up to forty, which Whoa. I think break it down. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Pink said. Uh, th- I, thought, I thought it was a very strong statement win for him. I was very, very. I left very impressed. I've always been a believer. Oh yeah. I mean, if there's one guy that's been on that bandwagon, trumpeting it. That it, it's almost to the point of annoying how much you are. Yeah his side no driving the bandwagon just get get on get on everyone next stop title town 
my my fear going into this race was, okay, he won round one, but round one is always weird. Strange stuff happens. We've seen dudes win round one and never win another race in their career. Like, round one is just weird. I felt like at every other race he had been good, but at no point did I leave any of those races saying, yeah, he's probably the best rider. But at this one, now I think you could easily make that argument. Like, he's not only as good as everyone else, as fast, as strong, as everything, he's also got a 19-point lead. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, this, the riding, you cannot argue it at this point. Obviously, we're playing hypotheticals, but if Chad crashes, or Chad doesn't crash, Weech, does he win? It seemed that way. I mean, he rolled up on him, and I, I even think, I think Millsaps is playing the consistency game better than others. Like, I think if he had gotten him, Millsaps was going to ride his laps. And if Millsaps could have got him back, he would have got him back. But Millsaps wasn't going to throw the race away. He would have taken second uh-huh. if that's what he could get. I think that's why he's been so effective this year. So, yeah, I, I, I thought it was going to happen. I thought Reed was going to get it. Um, when do we, Weege, when do we start getting worried about RV? I mean, he, yeah. I mean, I, I think it was the track this weekend that prevented the charge because I feel like he can uh, pass anybody on out there right now um, at any time. He did it. Anaheim, too. He passed six dudes in like the yeah, last. Right. Yeah. And I, and I just feel like it was the track that held him back. Do, do you agree this weekend? I know, but he still had crashes in what? Yeah. Four out of six main events? Yeah, I think so. That's not good. I mean, and that's something that could either – crashes are just so weird. It doesn't necessarily – it's hard to say that that's going to happen every time, but eventually you've got to start getting worried about it, right? When? Now? It starts, right? I mean, if he gets – if he, it's a start. It just – he well, – but then he's crashing too, so this thing's slowly slipping away a little bit. I think the – we talked about this for the very first race. The one advantage that anyone has, if you have a mistake this year, is if all these guys stay in it, you can make up huge points because anyone can get a fifth on any given weekend. It's not like right. the days of Reed and Stewart where the other guy was going to get second no matter what. So that's the one thing that they all have on their side. You can make up points in chunks mm-hmm. quickly. All right. So, so okay. So the, the, but, thing I'm, the thing I'm waiting for is, and I'm not wishing this on him, I just think that there's – a high probability is that Davey's going to have a bad race eventually here one of these weekends. And if he loses, you know, a fair size of, you know, a fair amount of points, how does that change everyone's psyche? You know what I mean? Right now he's got everybody on their heels. Right. His, his starts are perfect. He's riding perfect. He, you know, they keep thinking they're going to cut into this lead and all he keeps doing is extending it. Um, so if that does happen and say the lead goes from 19 to eight or 11, you know, that's a, that's a big difference. You know, that's one or a one race swing, um, you know, a reasonable one race swing after that. So, uh, that's going to change everyone's, you know, outlook and strategy and everything. So if, if he can keep this up where he's staying on the podium every weekend and the other guys are being crazy and consistent like they've been, uh, this thing's going to get out of hand in a hurry. And then they're, you know, all he's got to do is just ride the thing out. Look, the the pro for Davey, keep doing this, is he rides better on the East. He always has. The con for Davey doing this is he is injury prone. He's been injured a lot. Um, you know, so. Well, I think I think the con, too, is a history of inconsistency. 
which he, he's debunked that this year. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I'm not taking anything away from him, but it's got to be said that he's been very inconsistent in years past. So, you know, what? There you was... know does, he, does he continue to just defy everything he's ever done, or does he at some point slip back into that? There's a certain number four put a goat on the back of his pants a few times. Like Baggett? Uh, that said the championship doesn't start till Daytona. So Why would Baggett say that? That's round 10. Baggett's been known to turn it on in Daytona. I mean, Actually, he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, good point. Actually, he does. Um, yeah. uh, so maybe Daytona. Maybe we'll start seeing. I mean, that's already round 10, though. You know, if these guys are going to get it going. They better be a little quicker. I never bought that, that Carmichael thing. That was. I know, but. That was a, I think that was very convenient because he was really good at Daytona. I think that was a move to prevent the competition from getting any con- – like, he never won Anaheim 1. Right, that's, that's what I'm started. saying, yes. yes. That's well, all it was. It was just a way for him to say, like, oh, yeah, whatever, I'm not the, winning all the races right now. I'm good. The infamous world because rounds. he was not good out west. The infamous world rounds. Oh, yeah, I just – I'm totally wearing a heart rate and monitor and not even trying. All that stuff. Right. Yep, that was just prevent someone from getting a leg up on him. <laughs> Carmichael was often known to not try out there. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. he knew one speed, you know. Anyways, um – so, yeah, Barsha rode well, got a second. Dunge, uh, quiet third. Wasn't it weird, JT? And, and I've said this I said this to Wygant. I wrote it in my column. At one point, four, five, six, seven, just Dunge, Stu, RV, Chad, kind of riding around. Brayton holding them off. Millsaps and Barsha gone. It was very strange. I was looking at the numbers of the riders, and I'm going, man, we are in a different time. Well, to kind of reiterate what all of the writers said, and they were very adamant about this, that it was one of, one of if not the hardest tracks to pass on in history. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was partially to blame. I don't know that Justin Brayton was on the same pace as those the front three. How dare you? Crash. I understand you're going to be upset, Wygant, but this is what I feel to be true. Um, he He kind of... Not that he was riding poorly, don't get me wrong, but I think he kind of created that gap. And then it was just basically, uh, you know, battle royale out back there because they were all bunched together. And every time someone tried a pass, the other guy would stuff them, and that just created more chaos and let the front three, who, to their credit, were not battling. They were just sprinting, you know, in their own pace, not cutting each other off, just going, you know, as fast as possible while the other guys were all over the place. And if you watch the battle between Gerke, Braden, Stewart, you know, Bill Poto, all those guys, they were just cutting each other off, stuffing each other, you know, inside, outside, and that's not conducive to fast lap times. So I think that was more the case than anything else. Yeah, I mean, I, I got you for sure. I, I get what you're saying, and I agree to an extent. But um, three years ago, we don't see this. You know what I mean? We see those dudes eat the rookie up. We see them eat Davey Millsaps up. We see them eat Braden up like Pac-Man. You know, um, oh, you 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 should go back and listen to their podium interviews and how much they talk about that track was impossible to pass on. Yeah, I mean, Kyle Cunningham came from about nineteenth to fifth, so I absolutely this get what you're saying. This is a different class. This is I, a different I, class. I really get what you're saying out there. You're right. You're talking. You're talking about. You're you're talking about passing guys and, that have maybe ridden four or five Supercrosses in their life versus guys that have won two or three titles. And nobody had a problem getting around. Brock Tickle went from second to eleventh. You know, so there was passing I, I going on. I don't there, really think your argument is. There no, was passing going on. 
You know, it wasn't like San Diego was the worst track in history. And, you know, I mean, there was stuff going on. I'll give you. It wasn't easy. They all said it. Um, I'll give you that. But there's been a lot of tracks that haven't been easy to pass on and have been. You think that it was easier for. We're going to have to go to. Ryanville Poto. We're going to have to go to. You think it was easier for Ryanville Poto to pass James Stewart or to pass Brock Tickle? We're going to have to go to the uh, third judge here and uh, get his viewpoint. What, What do you think? What's the question? Was it the hardest track to pass on ever, or are we back to the how did they get this big gap built up? Um, the, my point being that it's just that we're in a we're in a little different era, which I wrote earlier this year um, with those four guys, not struggling, but but not going to the front like they would normally. We have some. Yeah, I, I think that it's closer than it's been. So things like a track, or things like guys being in a battle and other guys not being in a battle, are able to impact. The results, whereas before, you know, you can go back to 2009 when it was just Reed and Stewart. It didn't matter what track, what weather, what start, what happened. They were going to get first and second. So you didn't even well, know. Well, if the argument is if the, if the class is deeper now or not, well, I'm not arguing that. Yeah. That's well, kind of what I was saying. I said So your, your argument is that the class is deeper. That we're, yeah, the, 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 we saw four, we saw guys with six, seven Supercross championships. Uh, four, five, six, seven, and not going to the front like they would have used to, like they would have. Okay, well, if you, yeah, if, like I said, if your argument is is, this a, that, is the class deeper or not, yes, of course it's deeper. That, that was my argument. Stevie Wonder I, can see that it's deeper. I'm really sorry. I didn't understand that you misunderstood me. I, I don't know. I, that's exactly what I said. They would have eaten them up like Pac-Man in years past. No, you were, you were, you were, you brought it up by saying why were the first, why the front three so checked out on the rest of the guys. No, I just said they couldn't the, the the big four couldn't eat them up. They couldn't do much with them. That's all. And that and that years ago, we would have seen those guys, like Wygant said, just go to the front no matter what. Um and, and we and they sort of went, but nowhere near like they used to, regardless of track, regardless of conditions or anything. Um those four guys are, you know, like I said, they have the all the championships and all the wins, and and they're in tough right now. Um, did you why get? Did you go to JGR? No, I actually didn't fly back to California until yesterday. So. Oh, that's right. So you missed yeah. you missed out. Um, Brayton was pretty pumped after the race on on his ride. I mean, he went. He did lose four spots in the last like three laps. Um, made a couple mistakes, but he said after the race that more than ever he felt like he was right there with those guys and, and, and all that. But and I, and I agree to a point. But then, remember last year, he was right there with Villapoto at a couple of races, and we were like, oh, man, like, if RV makes a mistake, you know, Brayton could win. So where are you on the fence with Brayton? Why again, are you happy for his ride or are you upset? Uh, no, I think it's good. I, it's just it's unfortunate that seventh, that's like as good as it's going to get. Like, he rode awesome. He rode about as well as those guys. But to realistically just say that he's just going to – Dungey and Reed and Villapoto and Kennard and – well, he got – he finished ahead of Kennard, but that he's just going to hold those dudes off for 20 straight laps. It's just – that's just hard. Like, that's that's difficult. So, yeah. running with them, battling with them, finishing up right with them, but getting seventh in this deep field, that is – that is the way it works. It's probably you could ride as good as he did last year when he got second in a race and get seventh now. Yeah, it's it's uh, those guys are a little older and 
and somehow Millsaps is faster. Again, we don't know about Barsha, Kennard. Um, that's two bad races in a row for Kennard. Uh, well, not bad races, JT, but not the same kind of guy. Do you have a theory? Do you have a reasoning? Anything that you see? Obviously, can't be Tim Ferry, clearly. Honestly, honestly, no. I just think he, it, you know, he's struggling in his head a little bit. He's had to, he's had a lot of crashes in practice. Um, I don't know if you if you've seen that or noticed that, but he's crashed a lot in practice. Yeah, yeah, small stuff. Uh, even yeah. in the heat races and everything, he's just on the ground quite a bit. And yeah. uh, I think it's. I'm not real sure. I don't think it's mental or the bike or anything. I, or I'm sorry, I do think it's mental. I don't think it's physical or the bike or anything like that. I just think he's um, his starts are not quite as good as they were, and um, you know, I think he's letting it frustrate him a little bit. I ran that theory by his mom that you know he gets he gets frustrated. And he starts thinking too much with these little crashes in practice, and you know, just kind of follows him all day long. He's not able to hit the reset button, and just you know, and and she didn't. She didn't disagree. You know, she might have even made fun of him a little bit, um, being Care Bear, of course, being that the way she is. So then again, too, um, what about fatigue? Six races in, he hasn't raced in a long time. Now this is a weekend grind. I mean, is that a factor at all? I don't think so. He looked strong towards the end of the main event. He was actually uh, right on that pack. Like, I actually thought he was going to get by those guys at one point. Um, I just think he's, I mean, he was 14th on the end of the first lap and that's not going to get it done. So, um, yeah, I, I thought he rode. Okay. Uh, if, if he would have started in front of those guys, he, his pace was good in the main event. So, um, just needs to kind of get back on the, the equation that he had at the beginning of the year where he was putting himself in a good situation. Weege, does, does Millsaps have a higher percentage to win this title than Villapoto? I didn't. I meant to ask you that. In your eyes. Whoa! Man. Whoa! You're gonna get another team mad at you, just like Rockstar Racing was this weekend. Yeah, yeah. That's Bobby Hewitt said. I usually like the stuff you do, but I had to really disagree with something you said on a podcast last week. That you said my guys no chance to win the title, but I was like, hey, I want them to do it. I think it'd be a great story, and they'd be awesome. But I'm just telling you what I think. Um, you know, I think. You know, I think it's in a good spot right now. This series is probably going to have a lot of Kevin, highs and lows. Kevin Even the Rocks, yeah, he's in an awesome spot. Um, man, I hope they don't bring him in to do TV for outdoors because, man, am I going to look short. <laughs> like, don't pick the one rider who's really hey, tall. Take RC's crate. I might have to. Just pass it on. Just be like, hey, guys, is there, is, there, is, there a goat, is there a goat crate anywhere around here? Right. Um even the Rockstar guys know that Millsaps isn't going to have perfect races 17 rounds. You're going to have some adversity. You're going to have something go wrong at some point. It's just the way it works. Um, I think there's going to be ups and downs and crazy dynamics all around. And I just think that when that happens, that's, that's like Ryan Dungey's territory. You know, He's yeah. already had a bunch of crap stuff happen to him. Right. Here he is, second in points. Yeah. You know, Set up. He just yeah. figures out a way to minimize the damage. It has not been a good year, really, for him, if you think about it. And he's second in points. Yeah, um, I agree. And and yet he won a race, and but he does seem to sort of finish where he starts, and you never go, wow, Dungeon's on a charge. But whatever, right? I mean, he doesn't the, get 14th. Yeah. He doesn't get 18th. Right. He doesn't get 12th. Yeah. I mean, he's been through some crap already. 
Like, you feel like everybody else might still have some yet to come, or, or Villapoto has already had a bunch already. I, I just think, like, those kind of things are going to happen to everybody. Dungey did a pretty good job of not having it really go sideways when it happened to him. Yeah. Well, but to answer the question, there's no way you can give you can give Villapoto more than 40% because you have to give Dungey at least 20%, I would think. Well, unless, it, unless you don't want it to equal out to 100, like my column last week. I mean, you didn't really care. Wait, it didn't? <laughs> my percentages? No, they didn't go to 100. Nah. Oh, come on, man. Nah, I was going to try to do it. Then I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's my call. I can do whatever I want. Um, I told you math wasn't my strong suit. Yeah, no kidding. 100. 100 is <laughs> a real tough number to do math out of. <laughs> Super tough. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, um, I, yeah, I, I'm still putting RV taking home this thing. I'm still, really? Yeah, I still am. I, I, I really believe it. Yeah, he's going to – but it's getting <laughs> – hey, it's getting late. It's six races down, you know. Um, yeah. He's, this, the push needs to start pretty soon. He's got to yeah, get his start. 28 points behind or something? Um, yeah, I think so. Hold on. He's uh, – again, with my math, 28, though, yeah. Yeah, and again, you can make that up quickly. I mean – Sorry, 27. Not to bag on Millsaps, but a bad start could be the difference in Millsaps getting fifth or sixth when Villapoto wins, and that's ten yeah, points like, right there. Okay, like if, 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 yeah, if RV starts, grabs a whole shot, and Chad's behind him, and Dunge is there, um, Trey's right there. At this Barsha. point, Barsha. At this point, I think Millsaps eats up James. I do believe that. Uh, I don't think James's fitness is where he wants it to be. But all those four dudes, five dudes we just named, hold off Millsaps. You know what I mean? Uh, if they don't make any mistakes, of course. Like, I don't think he rips through those guys. So, which goes back to what we were saying about the class being deep. Yeah, and you can make up 10, 12 points. I don't know, like that quickly. Did, did you watch the broadcast, Wygant? I did, yeah. I watched it today. Those guys were sure dropping sponsor names, weren't they? They were dropping them like no other. Dude, they were dropping them hard. You Bad. know what? This is what I say. I talked to Emig about this, and this is amazing. We do not have any fingerprints on this gun. I love it. I believe us talking this up on the podcast resulted in people hitting up Emig about this on Twitter, but he doesn't know that it started with us. Yeah. It is brilliant. I know, crime. I know I got tagged in a bunch of tweets, but it wasn't ever like, hey, Pulp MX said. Right. It was always like, you need to give the team's name to sponsors at Emig yeah. at, at Pulp MX. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, I believe so too. But, man, those guys were – I mean, good job. Good job. That's what we need to do. I mean – you know, the NFAB guy was pumped. NFAB's Chris Blows, you know, Ty Lube. So that's what they need to do. Keep it up. Keep going. But they, they did get bagged on for, I don't know what the deal with this was. And it's all over vital, I think. They kept, they went huge on the Suzuki finally wins a race in San Diego. I'm not sure why that stat was so important. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Sometimes Ralph, is hung up on, Ralph gets hung up on things. He's hung up on a production bike off the showroom floor for Andrew yeah. Short. Yeah. And he's hung up on this Suzuki thing up at San Diego, you know? There was one year I remember where I counted, and he said Metrodome uh, like 27 times in a one-hour show. <laughs> <laughs> and I even emailed, and I said, hey, is, was, is, do you guys have deals where, like, the stadiums want a certain amount of mentions or the, the town gives tax breaks when Supercross comes in or anything? And they're like, no, why do you say that? And I'm like, you didn't notice how many times the announcer said Metrodome? And they're like, no. I'm like, okay, I guess he just was on it that night. Right. Um, Wyndham was good in the booth. 
of course, right? No, no surprise, huh, JT? Like zero. I thought he was really good. Yeah. And zero surprise, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, you yeah. know, and I thought he was really good, and and I'm not trying to bag on Ricky, but I, I thought he was a little bit better than Ricky at it. Just a little. Being objective, I thought he, yeah, I thought he was better. Um, what about what about that video? Again, do we want to get into that video? Yeah, there are two topics that we decided we will discuss in this podcast. I don't know if JT knows anything about them, but Steve and I sure do. We. Folks, when you go to a Supercross this year, watch the Kevin Windham video very closely. They show him and Dottie. He's making the decision to retire. They're both in tears. And then they show him going out and talking to other riders. And I've made, I've come to peace with this decision. Yeah. And they show the following four riders, four all-time greats who have had so many great Windham battles, who know what it's like to be at the top and then decide when it's time to hang it up. First, they show him talk to Carmichael. I mean, but I mean, really, those two. Think about the battles those two have been in. Like it's oh, incredible. Oh, right? the battles and Ricky yeah. really set a model for how you retire, how you go out, you yeah. know, on top. Yeah. And he goes over to Chad Reed. Tremendous amount of Chad Reed battles yeah. through the years, but they're cool. Hey, man, good to yeah. see you riding off into the sunset. It's been great. Yeah. Then you see him with Jeff Emig, legend of the sport, won a Supercross title. Emig kind of had his career ripped from his hands due to injury. It's kind of sad. At least Wyndham got out without that. Yeah, but Emmett, I mean, Emmett got out, you know, poorly, uh, but he's rebounded nicely in his, you know, in his retirement. Like it's, yeah. it's been a great, yeah. it's been a mm-hmm. great post-retirement for Jeff Emmett. Never mind all the accolades on the track. And then the fourth rider that they show, and I feel like it wouldn't be Wyndham's career. It would not have come full circle. It would not be complete if they did not show him finally at peace with this other rider who he has had so many great battles with. A rider who is a legend. When you think of guys who went out on top, a la RC, this guy comes to mind. Yes, Wyndham and Kerry Hart. (laughs) (laughs) Now, maybe it's just the two of us. Yeah. We laughed so hard at that. We could not get over. And and it really has nothing to do with Kerry. Great guy. Um, Yeah, yeah. Awesome guy. Which one of these guys doesn't belong? Like. you know, I believe in the video, Carrie's like, yeah, man, you know, it's been great. Like, you got to know when it's time or something, you know. And then later on, they show a couple of cursory, like, oh, here's Wyndham with RV. Here he is with James Stewart, Trey Gennard, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Forget those guys. Forget what have they done? Let's we, carry Hart. We need to capture the. To be fair, to be fair, Carrie did know when it was time. <laughs> he did. And let's not forget in the 97 Minneapolis Supercross, when Hart in his flesh gear, um, Battled Wyndham hard all night long, um, you know. Oh, the battles! Oh, those oh the oh, championship man. races those had those guys had. That time that he threw the Superman seat grab in Wyndham's face, and Wyndham was doing a hill clicker. Yeah. Oh who, man, who could forget? Uh, just, <laughs> I mean, indoors and out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, heart and outdoors. I mean, it's synonymous with each other. You know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's hilarious. Uh, JT's not laughing, so I don't know. I just I think it's I think it's funny. I I mean, like I you you have to look at it from the viewpoint as obviously Feld knows Kerry Hart is extremely famous, and they want to be able to use that likeness in any way Kerry is allowing them to. <laughs> so yes, it may be a little bit misplaced, but they I highly doubt they care. Oh, I can guarantee you they don't care. Yeah, no. And and it's also not Hart saying, hey, put me in. You know, it's not Hart saying, 
You know, no, absolutely yeah, not. Right, it's not. Right. It's spelled being like, oh, let's, oh, let's put Kerry Hart on here. This will but give like, us a lot of credibility. Let's do could it. Could they? Could they wedge it in anymore? You know, you know what I mean. I mean, it, it practically has nothing to do with Kevin Windham retiring. Uh, they were they were on a roll. Carmichael, Reed, Emmett. They're on a roll. Great, great idea. Great execution. Filmed well. And then I just, why again? And I looked at this and just be like. Yeah, that, that's that's apples and oranges right there, guys. Guys, you missed that one. That that you were doing good, but you may as well get you know tits legendary talking to Wyndham. You know, uh, Dottie, I've made my decision. I'm really conflicted about this. Let me go talk to some riders who have been in this situation before. Let <laughs> yes. me go talk to Reed. Let me go talk to Ricky. Let me go talk yeah. to Emig. And most importantly, I got to track down Kerry Hart. Hart, when you were doing the Boom Boom Hop Jam <laughs> tour, and you were you were. Grabbing your Superman seat grab over the flames and the girls with um, fire coming out of their crotches from their saws, saw blades. What were you thinking? Did you know? Did you just know, Hart? Ugh. It's that time again. Thanks for listening to the Racer X podcast show. Brought to you by BTOsports.com. Presented by Thor MX. I appreciate it. Don't forget to click on the Amazon banner on pulpamex.com to help out pulpamex.com. We appreciate it. Listen to these commercials. Buy from these sponsors. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side. X Podcast Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM Race Team and the heart of the BTO Sports Amateur Motocross Team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Racer X Podcast Show. Use coupon code Pulp MX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. For 2013, JT Racing enters its next generation with the all-new Evolve Light, ProTech, Enduro, and Limited Edition collections, taking quality and innovation to a whole new level. Also available in youth sizes, each collection is built with high-grade materials offering its own unique characteristics to meet the demands of today's riders, both recreationally and competitively. To find a dealer or view the entire collection online, log on to JTRacingUSA.com. Championship proven. Many motocross apparel brands make that claim, but only Thor can back it up. As America's first motocross apparel brand, Thor has set the standard for delivering the highest quality performance racewear on the market for the past 45 years. With champions like Ryan Villapoto, Blake Baggett, and Dean Wilson, to name a few, our products truly are championship proven. To see all the new 2013 products, visit ThorMX.com or head to your local Thor Parts Unlimited dealer. Thor, the official racewear of Supercross. Um, okay. We have one other. We have one other topic to discuss, but I, I think Steve, you have to go silent on this one. Um, yeah, I'm going to try my best for sure. I'm not. Yes, I will be pretty good. We were we were reading the press release that came out um, from Arena Cross. It was also taking place that weekend. And uh, I want to get it in front of me here. I don't want to 
misquote um, a press release. And again, I don't think this is Ricky Carmichael asking for this. I don't think this is Kerry Hart asking for this. But the press release after the Friday night arena cross mentions Ricky Carmichael twice before it mentions who won the race. And then, the enti- and then after that, the entire second paragraph is about Carmichael before it gets now, into how the race was run. Now, maybe he raced, though, Weech. It seems like maybe he raced because, you know, did he race the race? Here is the, here is the headline. Jeff Gibson breaks through for first win of the season with legend Ricky Carmichael in attendance. <laughs> in the title. He's yeah. in attendance. So then there is what they call the lead, which just says the sixth round of the series kicked off. It was in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, in the Mohegan Sun Arena. That's sentence one. Sentence two. For the second race this season, five-time Supercross champion Ricky Carmichael was on hand to watch the action unfold. So that has now been mentioned before the winner of the race. It was bigger news to put that he was in attendance before you mentioned who won the race. Just there. Just He was just there. Then the second paragraph goes into he came out for opening ceremonies, he came out in practice. Et cetera, et cetera, before they get into how the race was run. And then later, oh, here's how Jeff Gibson won. Uh, I, we we had really had a good time tearing Brandon Short, who writes these press releases, apart on Saturday. I mean, like, come on, man. Like, really, guys? I can't you guys are haters. Carmichael was asking Of course for not. Like, of course cram not. Cram my name in there. No, no way. No. There's no chance. It's, I mean... You know, you already called it the Amsoil Arena Cross Series presented with the Road, road to Supercross by Ricky Carmichael or whatever. Like, Yeah, that is literally the name of the series. Yeah, the, the name of the series is featuring the Road to Supercross, Ricky Carmichael's Road to Supercross. Yes. It's incredibly insane that it's in the name of the series. And, But I'll give you that. You want to do it? Okay. But then you're going to put in a bold type that Gibson ones with Ricky Carmichael in attendance. In attendance. In attendance. <laughs> what? I said to Brandon Short, I said, what's next when he's not there next weekend and you guys are in, like, Wisconsin? Do you just pick a random name out of the stand and say he's in attendance? <laughs> Is that, like, a, a sweepstakes this year where one random fan gets called out? <laughs> I don't I, – uh, I don't get it. I mean, it just – when you read the headline, it just str- comes out like you're like, what? Is that is that real? Did they accidentally right. bold, this, the, you know, an, a line? Like – I mean, it's totally cool to mention that he was there and everything, and but really, That's... yeah, it's just going too far to the point where it's like, okay, now it passed. It's no longer cool. It's like it looks weird. That's the problem. Like I understand what they're trying to promote, but yeah, you can't go too well, far. and it, it's it's the Sa- Suzuki and San Diego thing too. Like, there's no subtlety. Everything's hitting you over the head with a hammer. Yeah. You know, yeah. I I don't get it. JT, we're just haters. Is that is that it? Uh, you have to understand that people love Ricky Carmichael. Not that, that I understand. If anyone gets it, it's me. I mean, they're they're trying to get any kind of excitement about Arena Cross they can find, and they don't feel that Jeff Gibson gives very much excitement. So if they can use Ricky Carmichael's name, they're going to do it. You want to know how to get excitement to Arena Cross? Pay more money. And have it in the fall. Boom. Thank you. I didn't even go to marketing school for that. You're welcome. You're welcome for that advice, everyone at Feld. Up the purse so that guys are like, holy shit, 
and make it in the fall so guys can be like, I'm going to hit these before the Supercrosses. And you have now reinvigorated your series. You've rejuvenated it. You're going to get lots of good guys. You don't need Carmichael in attendance to sell it. Thank you very much. I'll be here all week if you need any more tips. It's hard to justify upping the purse when they're losing money already. So they claim. Yeah, not buying that at all. But Cross, I don't know. Have you ever seen the attendance at Arena Cross? Well, let's ask our our uh, Arena Cross expert here. I don't think I don't think on one hand you can say Arena Cross is booming, and then on the other hand say they are so desperate that they're going to throw Carmichael's name and they're just hoping something sticks. Like clearly they're doing the Carmichael thing because things aren't working the way they are. It's not. I, I think I'll side with them when they say the series is struggling. But do you not think that my idea is perfect for? If you want to get more people there, you need bigger name riders. You need bigger name guys, and not just Carmichael yep. in the stands. That's yeah, not no, going to They had that, though. They had that. There was a, there's obviously a reason that they cut the purse. Correct? Um, well, wrong time of the year, and put it, put it in the fall. But it used to be. The things that you're asking for, they used to do. And, and for whatever reason, it didn't work. I don't even believe they were running it then, though. I think that was all Mike Kidd. Like, no. Are you talking about Budman? Are you talking about Budman heydays? No, I'm talking years after that. Oh. Yeah, I'm thinking back to Budman. It was I'm definitely thinking, Clear Channel, Feld. I am thinking the, back to Budman's heyday and what was going on when that when that thing was big. Because I think it was in Budman's heyday. Do we agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, but I, th- I think that it was a different time and a different economy, and there was. Yeah, I don't think you can judge that the same. Bike sale, you, you could go the same thing on bike sales. Bike sales were, well, you know, 60 or 70% higher than. Hey, full full credit to Feld. They've dumped a lot of money into the purse the last few years. You know, they had that $7,000 privateer money, and they just they couldn't figure out who's a privateer, who's not. They, so they dumped it into the LCQ. Um, they've done some things with the purse that have been good, and it's helped. So do the same thing in Arena Cross, you know. Um Try it out at least, and move it move it back yeah, to the you're, fall. You're, you're looking at two different two different financial situations. Supercross is a money making uh, proposition, and I don't feel that Arena Cross is the same the same thing right now. I think this is their last gasp, so to say, so to speak, of how to turn this ship around. Because I don't think they're making money right now. It takes money to make money. Got to invest in yourself, JT. Well, I, I do think they're investing. I think that they're maybe not investing, but they're being innovative in how to, you know, change I, up the system. They've they've made I like sweeping it. changes in I that like series. It. I like it. I'll never. I'm not going to come. to – I don't know if it. I haven't been. I watched a few of them on TV. I don't know how it's going in the pits. I imagine the racers and teams are pissed about the new format. I like it. I'll never. Good job on that for sure. They deserve credit for that. But put it in the fall. Pay more money. You're going to get good super cost dudes who, showing up. Who is going to go race? Who who do you think is going to go race that would make it more would make it more and exciting enough to draw fans? That's the question I have for you. Name some riders that are going to draw fans because oh. I have a lot of experience with this in Europe, speaking with many 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 promoters on this topic because they've straight up told me that I can't really sell tickets for them. They need me to make the show better, but I don't really sell tickets, so to speak. If they want to sell tickets they have to spend a lot of money on a, a really really big name guy i'd go to a race that you were at 
Yeah, so you're a super fan. I'm talking about the average person. That's that's what I'm saying. Name some riders that you think if they do what you're saying, they're going to draw that's going to sell tickets. I just think you're going to get more. Um, you're going to get the, the working man guys. But that's not that doesn't sell you, tickets. You, that's you, what I'm no, trying to get at. I mean, but you're increasing the exposure of the series. Did Bud, did Budman and Denny and... Willow. That's a, that was a different time. That was well, twenty years ago. But that that the the time doesn't matter. Those guys weren't names. Sure it does. They weren't sure name riders. Does. No, they, those guys weren't name riders. And those places that series was happening. It was exciting, and it was for the most part selling out from the people I talked to that were involved. They were had. You great don't attendance. think that Buddy Antonez and Denny Stevenson were name riders? Okay. Um, not well. I I think that you can get Had a white Supercross champion, Denny Stevenson, yeah. who won every race in the series. He swept okay. the swept the white. Okay, series. so if I told you, you had, if I told you that we can get Brandon Jessamine, who's probably free to race, ex ex champion, ex lights champion, just like Denny Stevenson. Let's try to get Brandon Jessamine, and uh, oh geez, I don't know. Um, Denny Jessamine's retired for one. I'm just saying, just to be clear, just I'm, to be clear, we're talking about a rider that's retired. I'm saying that. That Budman and Denny, you can get the equivalent of Budman and Denny right now racing that series. Ivan Tedesco. Uh, I, think, I think Ivan that's Tedesco? apples and oranges. I what think you're talking about a different time and a different economy. Would Ivan Tedesco line up for, for some money? A good, a good purse and, a, and on a good team with a good bike, former lights champion? Why not? If you're going to pay him what Budman and those guys were getting paid, sure. But Buddy, Buddy told me he could make twenty grand on an arena cross weekend. You can't even you can't even come close to that right now. I mean, you can't even make thirty percent of that. Yeah, perhaps you missed the point where I said where you bump up the purse. The purse was not where they're making money. Well, whatever. I mean, you just bump it up. That that. Anyways, we're, we're fifty minutes in it, and you just want to argue everything I say. So, uh, I well, get I it. just disagree that, with your your premise on arena cross. That's all. Well, putting Ricky Carmichael in attendance, I don't feel is going to make it grow. Like what they what it what it can. No, I understand. I understand that. I'm just saying I don't think that they can get riders if they up the purse and move it to the fall. I don't think they can get riders that are going to sell tickets. That's that's really my only point. Well, I mean, you could make you could make a point that there's probably only four guys in Supercross that sell tickets. You know, four. Uh, Yeah, I mean, couldn't you? No. Have you seen the average crowd in Supercross? A lot of truck. A lot of uh. Uh, monster truck guys in the in the crowd just wanted to see a big crash. They knew they know James Stewart. They know Chad Reed. You know those guys. Weege, can we get a can we get a can we get a judge break again? Can can you get me one of those energy drinks? Get me going here. Where what even happened? <laughs> I, all I know is I started hearing Brandon Jessamine's name getting thrown around. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to make it equivalent to a lights champion, a past lights champion, I cannot fathom a single. Subject that would eventually lead you to bring up Brandon. <laughs> I guarantee you, Brandon Jessamin is available to race arena cross. I guarantee you, even Brandon Jessamin doesn't say the word Brandon Jessamin <laughs> at any point. He doesn't say anything. He, but he definitely yeah, doesn't I, talk about himself. I honestly never heard the guy speak outside of the microphone. <laughs> no, like no. when he had to. You know, when he, after he won. No, he's terrible. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's let's move on. Um, Jessamin wrote uh, tried arena cross one year actually back. <laughs> He did? Oh, I don't remember. Um, why again, you're losing. Well, I bet he didn't sell any tickets. Why again, you're losing your Brock Tickle and Jake Weimer bet. But 
It was only for the first rounds, first four rounds. And the first three. Oh, first three. still had it at four rounds. He still had it at four. And Weimer hasn't scored any points, in, uh, one point in three races. So <clears throat> you finally got that. But listen, Tickle, I talked to Kenny Watson today, um, and he was just like, whoa, what do you, what do you think? You think he's a, you think he's going to finish fifth? You think he's going to be a fifth place guy? You know, like, and he, I was like, "Why?" Well, you would think with that kind of start, he could hang in for a five six. He was not good though. Uh, Why well, again? Not not a good race for Brock Tickle. Yeah, that's why I had made this this uh, Weimer versus Tickle bet. I don't think Weimer, if you give him that start, ends up eleventh. Um, you know, if Brayton got seventh, Weimer's at least that good, right? They're a fairly equal match. I said at the beginning of the year, I feel bad for Tickle. I think that he's just being overrated because he's on this factory bike and he's got Carmichael, Carmichael, Carmichael. But unless you're Davey Millsaps, you often are who you are. And yeah. <laughs> we need to. I mean, we need to like always. Unless you're Davey Millsaps, that's going right. to be that's going to be a lot of things, right? I mean, in the end, <clears throat> Tickle just wasn't very good in Supercross last year. So there was nothing to lead me to think, oh, look out, he's on the verge, and. So far, it's still the, the same way. I mean, it wasn't a good race for him. I, I, what? I like the dude. He works hard. I feel bad, but he went from second to 11th. It wasn't good. Watson's point to me was he's 10th in the points, guy. He's 10th in the points. I'm like, uh, yeah. I mean, if that's, yeah. Oh, he was being positive on him. Well, he was being, he was Kenny, so he's a mystery wrapped in a riddle. But, right. you know, he was saying, like, you know, he's not going to get top five or six guy. And I'm like, well, I, I would. I think that was bandied around a little bit. It was it by, totally was by Carmichael and and Kerry and different people. Um, yeah, exactly. What was their expectation going into the year? I feel like it was higher than that. It was not eleventh, and it wasn't to get tenth in points. That's for sure. That's what that's what I'm saying. That, yep. that's I didn't throw that out yeah, there. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I will say that I don't um, feel that they hired Brock Tickle as their number one guy going into the season, being like, you know what, we we could get a tenth in points. We could pull that off. Mm-hmm. He hasn't taken. He hasn't taken the leap that people thought he would. And, and, and maybe it's just not going to happen. He's still a solid rider and all that. But, uh, um, yeah, he just hasn't taken that leap forward. He's kind of the same guy. But then again, I mean, look at he's on a Everybody says he's on a works bike. He's on a works bike. Well, shit. He's on a pro circuit Cowie last year. I mean, what's that thing? You know what I mean? That's no joke of a bike, right, JT? I don't think that the equipment is the problem. That's right, for sure. Right. But, you know, I think you, I think he's just suffering from a much deeper field than we've seen. But you you hear about the works bike a few times, more than a few times, and really, yeah. Like, and I think his bike was pretty good last year, though. Too, I, yeah, I don't think that what I'm the equipment at. is right. really changing anything. Yeah, people were like, "Oh, he's on a Mitch uh, Mitch Payton, you know, sort of production ish bike." But that thing's pretty trick, no doubt. Yeah, it, and if you look at the results, really, the only guy that. I feel shouldn't have probably beat him with Alessi. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of them were probably just better than him, honestly. Mike, Mike told me after the main event that he thought that it was some sort of he must have passed the the, the most riders ever in the main event. Like he's like, man, I think I have I set the record for the most passes in a main event, and I'm for like, him career record or all time cross record? <laughs> Please tell me. I think he meant. All time. I do. He's going to get the RC hard charger next week. And then I, I looked, and he was 15th after the first lap. And maybe he was further back, obviously. That's, you know, at the end of one lap. And he went to 10th, so it's five guys, Mike. I mean, good job, but I don't feel like that's anywhere near the record. Well, you got yeah. you got to understand this homeschool nation type deal. 
The record is probably 19 by someone. Yeah, just the mathematics level in the paddock is not really where, you know, it could. Right. They probably would total above 100% if you had a chart of who would win the title, too. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the Canadian school system. Uh, what's Andrew Short going to do? Does anybody know? I heard some BTO, KTM stuff. I think he's going back to Texas this week. I don't think that team's going east. Do we Do we all know that? I, I'm pretty sure of that. Again, did you get anything? Did, did you... <laughs> all my information on that I get from you. So Yeah. Yeah, what, weren't you supposed to have the scoop on this? I was told today. But Then tell us. I, I then, Now I was told tomorrow. Oh, okay. But um, I don't know what he's going to do. He may stick to his program. I think he's trying to. I think he's trying to do like his own deal. Jeff Kent. You know Jeff Kent? Uh why Kent? The old Yeah, G- he said Jeff Kent got him his bike. That Jeff Kent? Yeah, that Jeff Kent. Yeah, yeah. The baseball player. The baseball player, right. So I think he wants to stay on a Honda, but I don't know. JT, listen, you're tight with the BTO KTM guys. I mean, what's the word? I haven't heard anything on that front. Right. Not not literally not one word. Hmm. How would he no, do in a KTM? No How would he do? I think he would do fine. Yeah. That bike looks really good, in my opinion. Matt Gerke's on it. Yeah, if you look at Dungey and Gerke, the way they're riding and they're getting great starts and all that, I'm sure, you know, I, I don't think I don't see any reason why Short wouldn't do really well on that all right, bike. All right. What about jumping onto it with a you know short time fan on it? Yeah, I think it may be a week or two. Right. You know, you may struggle, but right. you probably pick it up pretty quick. Um. I, I, from what I've always seen, if you go from one really good bike to another really good bike, there isn't much drop-off. I read on Vital MX that uh, Weston Pike's off that team now. Do you know anything about that, JT? I don't know, man. This is the world we live in with privateer teams. Um, and Partridge's on a Honda now. He was on that yeah, team. Yeah, it's just teams with poor funding. It just seems like it's a roller coaster and, a, you know, Sponsors and te- different bikes, and oh, we got this offer to us this week, so we're going to do that. You know what I mean? It's there's no really. It's are you saying contracts are you know contracts are just written on napkins and stuff? It's nothing. Are you saying it's like a like a road warrior beyond the beyond the factory paddock? It's just no hold bar, Thunderdome. Well, type there's just not a lot of uh, finality in anything. Anything you know, stuff changes so, week to week. It's, Somebody offers you something better, you're probably going to take it. So is he out? Do, you, do we know? No, I, I don't know oh, that. Okay, I just, all right, yeah, yeah. You know, that's what I read, but right. I have no idea. Right, right. No matter what, Weston won't care. No, he he probably doesn't even believe in sponsors. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, PJ Larson, why again? That's your guy. Made another main event. Yeah, he definitely has improved here these last couple of weeks. Um, it was rough. I heard Rockstar First. Suzuki maybe on a 250 bike for him. Yeah, I talked to the team. They said no. Oh, they said uh, no. Okay. They said no as of right now. They said, is he? Yeah. It was interesting what, um, and I guess it's true, what Bobby Hewitt told me today is he said riders come to him all the time and say, I'll ride for free. And he said, I will not let people ride for free. I just won't put guys on the bike. I'm always going to pay somebody something. Right. Just philosophy he has. So. Chad Reed's he, theory, too. He didn't ever want to put somebody just for free. And I also think he said one time, I'm not going to ride myself for, what was the quote? Shit money, I think is what he said. I don't remember that. <laughs> I think that's why he started his own team. Shit money. <laughs> Shit money. Well, I think too. There, there's also to add to that. I don't think they're willing to put somebody on the bike that is 
going to ride for free, if that makes any sense. Right, right. If, if a person's in a situation where they're willing to just ride for free, they're probably not going to get the results that that team is looking for. would be kind of like, not that I have any experience in this, it would be maybe like going out and getting a prostitute. If there's one doing it for free, maybe it's not the best one. Is that what you're saying, JT? Uh, kind of. I, I don't really know about the prostitute thing. No, I don't either. No, no, I don't either. I think you're on the right track. I'm, yeah, I'm going to yeah. stay away from the prostitute thing, but right, right. Yeah, I think prob- you might be probably understanding what I'm trying to say. Yeah, pro- let, let's let's scratch the prostitute talk. Um, Matt Lemoyne, maybe was, like Brandon Jessman. Matt Lemoyne was good. Are you surprised at Gerke? Weege, are you surprised at Gerke? Um, like right now? Yeah. I mean, every week he's doing this. No, I don't think it's really surprising. Like, I think we we already talked about this on this show. I, I think we this is kind of thing that Gerke has had hit him all along. Mm-hmm. Maybe that makes it sound like Millsaps. But I think this is where Gerke could have been all along if he had everything go in his direction. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I mean, he's riding great. I got some people. He's got talent. I got some people on my twi- Twitter that uh, already condemning Josh Hill, saying he's a failure. And I'm like, wow, maybe you should give him a little, few – Give him a th- two, three weeks. I mean, good God. Right, JT? Yeah, and what do they mean by failure? I, like I just, mean, yeah, he's a waste of time. He's just riding out there. Oh, God. Like, really? yeah. Come on. No, for real. For real, yeah. I was like. I don't think he's ever going to get back to leading races for 10 laps or, you know, yeah. like he did before. But he's obviously doing everything possible, you know. Yeah. He can, I just don't know how you can be that harsh on a guy. He's been through first main event, a lot of injury and a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's doing everything possible. If Kerry Hart wants to help the guy, that's not Josh Hill's fault. You know, I, I don't understand that. Yeah, really. fans, bro, fans. Yeah. It's uh, just they, I hate when people say things that they would never say to someone's face. Oh, so you must like, hate, how, how you would must you hate Twitter, say then? that Josh? You know what I mean? I just don't like that. You must hate Twitter then. Yeah, it's it's an it's an unfortunate side of social media for right, sure. Right. The the anonymity, anonymity, I guess. Sorry, uh, you know, leads people to say things that they probably shouldn't say. Uh, ben Lemay made his first main. Partridge made his first main. Jimmy Albertson did not make a main. He got freezed. So did Kevin Rookstool. Um, That's a, just a joke. Well, we argued about this. Of course we argued about this. But, I mean, Jimmy wasn't mad at the pass. But I will say there's a difference. Ryan Villapoto did the same thing to someone else in the main event and made it stick, and no one fell down. Well, Jimmy didn't kick his lawn chair because he was happy about how the race went. I think he was mad that he left himself open like that. Um, Let's go to the 250s. Weege, it's time. Talk about Jason Anderson. Oh, it's all coming together. It is, isn't it? I had a long and the winding road of conversation I had with the Rockstar team owner today. He said, <clears throat> I don't pay guys. I don't not pay guys for the team. My philosophy is we got our guys back, whether they're hurt or not. And he says, Nico Izzy just keeps calling me every day saying, am I going to get cut? I'm not racing Dallas. Am I going to get cut? And he's like, nope. I got insurance on all you guys. I'm paying you. And he said, the ultimate proof I have is Jason Anderson. And I'm like, oh, yeah everyone would have thought you should have cut that guy. And he's like, nope. I told him, whether you're good or bad, as long as you're my guy, you're my guy. And now three years later, yeah. 
it's starting to pay off. So he's a um, lot. So he's a lot like Bobby Reagan. Do you feel like Bobby Reagan is that way too? He might as well. I I was talking to him on the phone, but I think he said Bobby Reagan with his eyes. Right. Yeah. I couldn't see him, but I was saying with his eyes. Once you're Bobby Reagan's guy, you're Bobby Reagan's guy for at least six or eight weeks. Yes. Exactly. Right. Um, yeah. No. Um, hey, 2014. I wrote it. Uh, 2014, the year of Jason Anderson. Right. They've really set themselves up pretty good here by holding on to him. And and he said, you know, other teams came at him, which I think we all know that Mitch did. And he kind of felt like that loyalty they had with Jason made him stay. Yeah. Um, so they're setting themselves up pretty good. Uh, I mean, honestly, I'm not going to try to say that I called this or anything. He was just really good at Loretta's. So it's not like I'm some kind of genius for saying the guy's fat. No, you've just been on that bandwagon, though. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I didn't expect him to suck. Like, it was... This is not pulling a rabbit out of the hat when you say the Horizon Award winner at Loretta's has talent. Right. Like, I'm right. not really coming up with anything earth-shattering yeah. here. Um, fresh off of the uh, Davalos-Cunningham argument last week, Weege, with you, myself, and Ping. Wow, yeah. They both win heat races. <laughs> Cunningham rides great. Davalos does what Davalos does. And Cunningham is one point ahead in the series. Unbelievable. It's so wait, hold on a second. Cunningham rides great, but Davalos does what Davalos does. Come on, dude. That's such a one-sided statement. Fast in practice, won a heat race. Fast, fastest in both practices. Yep. Couldn't make it happen in the main event. And please explain where I'm off by saying he just did what he does. Because he, he rode great also. He went from crashing and flipping down the, the second straightaway to getting a top ten. Yeah, but oh. with – the heat race win and the fastest in practice, both sessions, you would think that he would be much better. Okay, well, he crashed. Right. Okay. Yeah, no, he crashed. Absolutely. Cunningham, though, I didn't realize that was his first heat race win ever. I definitely would have thought he had a couple under his belt. I'd seen it. Yeah, well, that's not surprising to me. Um, but he rode well. He rode well. He did ride well. Um, came from the back. Um, I still stand by my argument. I mean, he just needs some good good equipment. Kyle Cunningham just needs some some good equipment. Yeah, that factory factory Yamaha is not any good, apparently. Um, hey, Weege, do you think? Now, I didn't watch that closely. Uh, was was Tomac just held up by lappers? Is that why Roxon got to within point two? I think. Um... I think Tomac had a lead and was kind of cruising a little bit and hit lappers, and Roxon was going nutball to try to catch him. I think yeah. it, I don't think it was just lappers. Roxon's fastest lap of the race in the last lap. Yeah, yeah. He was he was hauling, and I think Tomac figured, all right, I got it. Maybe slowed up. It was a combination of a couple of things. It definitely wasn't just lappers. Right. I don't think. Because it happened consistently over like two or three laps. Mm-hmm. Like he was getting caught by the same amount for three straight laps. So unless the lappers are like robotically in the same exact spot. Right. I think he backed it down almost a little too much. Oh, it's crazy, right? Crazy close. Um, Maroxa made up like two seconds in the last three turns. <laughs> seemed like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Savachi had, had a good race until Osborne made some contact with him again. Uh, Malcolm was fast. Malcolm was fast. But yeah. Whoops got him. Mookie Fever was almost back. Has Malcolm you know, Malcolm's never week, podiumed, right? He's never made a podium? I don't think so. I don't think so either. No, I don't think so. Last week you brought up two comparisons. Cunningham versus Davalos. 
and Politelli versus Sabaji. Yeah. And were they not running, um, I believe, fifth and sixth yeah. for most of the race? Yeah. Man, you were on it. No, just listen to JT. I don't know anything. I mean, to be fair to Politelli, this is his second year, Savachi's rookie year, which I've heard over and over again. But yes, Polite- I told you that's not a fair comparison. Right. But yeah. say that he was on a privateer team, or not even privateer team. He, yeah, I mean, Savachi's not own last year, so it doesn't count. That's your that's your. Wow, he was literally out of a van. JT, that doesn't count. And JT, you're, you're a Politelli guy. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, I think he's, he's proven he's probably deserving of some more help. And right. I know. I know. After this weekend, he has literally no help. Like his deal is done. He doesn't even have a bike to ride moving forward. So yeah, boy, he can pick something up, whether it's a 450 on the East Coast or you know some kind of help. I know he's. I know he needs it, and I think he's probably deserving of it at this point. Yeah, really, right? Although, I mean, he's you know he missed the main event, and he didn't do well in another one, and he is uh, he's only 12th in points, but. You know, when you look at the speed wise, yeah, he was yeah. solid. This yes. weekend. he was really good. No, he he's gone eight 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 four last three races. Yeah, and you're, you're talking about a, a kid, you know, someone that right. has really no um, team kind of guidance yet. Really, it's just kind of been him and his dad. So, um, um, I think I think I'm not the only one out there that looking looking at him, kind of seeing the, the potential in him. You, if you could start a team tomorrow and you had to choose between Savacci or Politelli, who do you pick? I would probably hire both of them, to be honest. No, with you. you couldn't. You don't have enough wow. money. You can only hire one. Well, you don't need any money. Okay, well, you only had to hire one. You only got one spot. Uh, I don't know. I don't know Savachi at all. Uh, so that's really hard to. Jason Thomas that. not making a choice. Very odd. Um, well, I don't even know who. I don't even know what Savachi looks like. Steve, I'm sorry. I'm not prepared to hire a rider I've never seen in person. So if, he, if his to. facial features are weird, he's out for you. I've you, never you talked need, to him you nor need met to see, him. You need to see what a guy looks like. <laughs> I would hire Brandon Justman. How about that? You wouldn't. You wouldn't have a lot of conversation. You, there wouldn't be a lot of you know back and forth. It would be more than I've had with Joey Savacci. Um, Cunningham, one point up on Davalos. Hmm. What do you know? Hey, too bad we're not doing a uh, Pingree. He's probably very upset about Cole Sealy. Two crappy weekends in a row. He was 11 points out of the lead and looking good. And just like that, boom, done. Uh, over 40 back right now, Wygant. Still, I'm trying to get still mopping the floor with Baggett. It's impossible. He is mopping the floor with Baggett. Yes. I, I, don't, I don't see how you can lose that many points in two weekends. It doesn't seem to add up. Is their math incorrect? Like yours is? <laughs> no, 138 to 95. He was right there, and right. all of a sudden, and he didn't DNF. No, like I think he got a thirteenth, thirteenth, and then like a twelfth. Uh, right, like it wasn't DNF, DNF. Like I don't yeah. understand how he lost that many points. I don't know either. It just really went sideways fast, like the Anchorman thing. That fight really got out of hand quickly. <laughs> San Diego, man. Yeah, San Diego, exactly. Uh, Rat Race probably pumped to see this series end right now. Or go on a break, I'm sure. Um, so, um, Roxanne or Tomac, who do we got, JT? Are you are you uh, confident? It's hard, really hard to not pick Roxanne right yeah, now. You're still confident in Roxanne's uh, 
God, he's been good. Two, 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 one, two, one, two. All right. Um, yeah. How could you not pick him with the points that he's got and the way he's riding? Yeah. And three rounds left. Three races left in the in the West Series. Yeah, I, I think it's. You'd be hard-pressed to find anybody right. that wouldn't, you know, think he's the favorite at this point. You, you know, we, we, do the, we ask the tough questions on this show, and even though he's my buddy, Zach Osborne, what do you think, Wygant? Not, not yeah. doing what we thought? No, no, not at all. I mean, first of all, no podiums, if you just want to go by the sheer numbers of it. Yeah. But we've proven numbers, not our specialty. Um, but six rounds, no podiums? I mean, that just seems crazy. I mean, short, sore shoulder, you know, a couple of yeah, crashes. Yeah, there's been a couple of reasons, but I think the yeah. problem is he's had really bad starts in the mains. <clears throat> he has not been a factor. Like, at no point have you seen him. Yeah. If you were a fan that just jumped into the race in this year, you would, A, yes, think that Davey Millsaps is <laughs> the best rider in the series. Yes. And you would have not, even for one second, thought, oh, but you got to watch that Osborne guy. Right. There just hasn't been anything like that to make you think that. And I know he's been beat up and stuff, but... You would also think that Davalos is right on the verge of winning. Well, but you could have watched the races the last 10 years, and that's actually the case. No, but if you just dropped it, yeah, any year. If you just dropped in any year. Right, yeah. Um, Why can't... Davalos and Millsaps are are the tightest... Yeah. Why can't he just do what... If any... Here we go. The, The perfect example of... You can change your spots, and you can't put yeah. them together. How's that possible? Maybe he needs to get Yogi. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, who's Aaron Simino and Chad Gores? They made the main event. Good job. Anybody know? Simino related to, there's a, there's, I think there's two Simino's brothers. Hi, Simino. Yeah, I believe. Are they brothers? I think they are. Let's go with it. Sounds good. Yeah. Good for TV. Sounds good. Um. All right. Um. Anything else? Is it a myth to say some people are throwing out their rocks and oh, everybody has one bad race, just hasn't had a bad race yet, race yet. But in a nine race series, Man, like I don't think that's a seventeen race series. I say yes. Well, but a nine race? No, I don't think. I think you can be consistent. And it's the lights class. Like your damage can be limited because rocks and you know falling in the first turn can get a fifth or sixth. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not quite like, as deep as the 450s when you split yeah. the Yeah. He is, uh, he looks so good. There's a photo, Cudby has a photo in a Fox ad of him scrubbing from Oakland. Ah, oh, man. Ridiculous. Like, right off the face of a triple, you know what I mean? Foot peg dragging, just just ridiculous. Yeah. The German. Um, Finally fulfilling his expectations. You know, he's going big bikes next year, He's he's, he's claiming. Really? Yeah, he's claiming that. I don't know, but wow. that, I mean, Porcel. A lot of guys claim it, and then you know they they say what they want to do, but it doesn't mean that that's what they're gonna do. You know, money wise, contract situation, all that. But yeah, he's he's claiming he's out. He's um um. Has he pointed out? Will he point out? No, because that first year he was here, he only rode the first few races. He rode quite a bit. I thought he even won. He came back and won Vegas. He and he and Blake Baggett won the Vegas East West finales. The least remembered Supercross races ever. Nobody remembers. No, the only one I'm sure. I think you will. Jimmy Button, who will pump Baggett's Supercross skills all day long. Yeah, it's really the media's fault. 
that Blake Baggett doesn't get more recognized. <laughs> um. All right. Anything else? Uh, we're going to do. Chancey points out, or is, did, do you think that has something to do with it, or no? It's hundred points three years in a row. I, I don't even know the rule. They change it so often. No, I it changes quite. It changes depending on how many rounds there were each year, too. Yeah, and it, it changes on, on whether people think Trey Kennard can really move up or not. Apparently, he was the the big, you know, the big guy to change one rule. So. Well, it was hilarious because they changed that rule because they're like, look at Kennard. He's too small. He can't ride a four fifty now. And then. Seven races into that next season, yeah. he was riding a 450 and getting in a podium every race. JT, where does where does Tomac fit in, in the 450 class, which he's going to start in Atlanta? Where does he fit in? Uh, well, depend on his start. I think he's capable of going the pace of anybody out there. Yeah, uh, a top ten, then yeah. easy, right? Yeah, I mean, I'll be, I'll be real honest with you. If he hole shots, I and he went out and won, it wouldn't blow me away. Really? really wouldn't. Wow. Nope. I would be surprised, but I wouldn't yeah. be just like shocked. Right. Right. I think he's capable of that. His fitness and ability and skill level and all that are there. Mm-hmm. I don't put him in any different category than I do Barsha, and Barsha is obviously capable of it. So. Did you guys see that Chad had the best time of the night, fastest time in the main event? I did not know that. San Diego, man. Yeah. Yeah. San Diego. That's why we put stories on Racer X. They're designed to teach you things. I should read that site more. Yeah, yeah, not just pulp. Right. Um, um, hey, Mathis, does that unlock you or when the West guy races a 450 in the East, he comes back to the West on a 250 like a house of fire? Yeah, I definitely, I'm, I'm a believer in that theory. Will that unlock that for Tomac if he tries it? Well, his hips, are you talking about his hips or his? <laughs> oh, he's, his hips are unlocked. I mean, he's working with Rhino. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it helps. I mean, let's see how he does, you know. Um, yeah, didn't yeah? I mean, see problem is it doesn't matter. He he can be on a house. He can be a house of fire. All Roxanne has to do is just get second. Mm-hmm. Oh, why well, again? Hates that theory. <laughs> I'll, I'll go for this it. This is the three, this is the lights class. This isn't four fifty. Yeah. Right. Where you can just ride around and get second. Three two fifty SX races. I will buy the. Theory right. Like yeah. Yeah. You'll go for that. Yeah. Um. Only. One other rider has made the podium in the West Series other than Roxon, Tomac, Seeley, and Anderson. So, yeah, the depth isn't there. Davalos has a podium and two podiums, and uh, that's it. No one else has made a podium. So those four guys are clearly, you know. What about Cunningham? Cunningham has not made a podium yet, but he is one point ahead in the series okay. right now as we speak. I, w- I want to thank you. I never, wasn't sure. Yeah, never being on as good a teams or bikes as Martin, though. Never. He's on a factory bike right now. Not as good as Martin's bike. But he is on a factory bike. You are correct. Martin was not on a factory bike last year. Martin. You actually made that point this year. This uh, this actual podcast, you made that point. Yeah. And, and were they not teammates last year? No. Oh, Davalos was on a Suzuki. That's right. I apologize. Yes, yes. Uh, that was a factory bike because it was the same bike that they just used the parts from the year before that were factory well, I thought you told. I thought you said that Bobby Hewitt lied. They lied and no, said that, that they were on. Why again? said that. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, so I, you're saying they lied and it wasn't a factory bike, well, but the actual truth is it still was. It was leftover parts from the previous year. It was. I know it was for wow. sure. Wow. Yeah. No wonder you can't give out privateer money anymore. Yeah, right. Exactly, right. I mean, Suzuki, there are three lies wrapped up in Suzuki, what that team was last year. Suzuki didn't come and repo all that stuff. They still had it. Still worked. Still fit. You know. Wow, my mind is blown right now. Um, 
Drop the gate. Mano a mano. Same bikes. Cunningham beats Davalos. One of w- one of them cartwheels though. At some point, there um, might be there might be two. <laughs> both both guys. They don't actually finish. Neither guy finishes. <laughs> Do you think? Hey, does Davalos have a two year deal with Mitch? Do we know? I wonder. I need to go yeah. back and look. See if it's one or two yeah. years. Um, are we going to do? So two- you're you're you think that uh, you think that you're going to go on record that Cunningham's factory Yamaha is not good. It's it's good for sure, absolutely. Is it a Mitch Payton bike? No, no, sir. Okay. Um, so we're doing a two fifty uh, East series preview. Can we let the listeners know? Is this locked in stone, Wygant, boss man? Um, I'm cool with it. But uh, we we have a grunt worker down there in Indy putting putting up signs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Very busy. Hawk and fly, hawk and fly race. We, we should be all done by then. We should be good to go. All right. So look for that maybe on Thursday. Cool. Um, all right, guys. This has been the BTOSports.com Racer X podcast presented by our friends at ThorMX San Diego wrap up. Thanks, guys. Talk to you in a day or See you so. Guys. See you. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to find the more than 200-episode archive or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.